Anyway, hello friends, happy April. So um, <clears throat> this month my newsletter is all about stress. I'm talking a lot about that, um, stress management and circles, and but I just share a few of my favorite tips and really hopefully um, illustrate why it's so important to learn how to take good care of yourself to mitigate stress. Stress isn't, well, maybe not mitigate, but really learn how to properly care for yourself so that um, stress doesn't get the best of you. That's super important. So stress is actually a major stress and inflammation. The two go hand in hand. Inflammation can cause stress. Stress actually can cause an inflammatory response in the body as well. And um, they're, they're both big players in any disease process. Um, as most of us probably are aware, a lot of, of a lot of the effects of stress, um, stress can cause uh, a, a chain of physiological responses and neurochemical responses in the body that are designed to help us survive. And anymore, you know, we're not running away from a dinosaur. We're not fighting off an attacker most of the time, right? But those same chemicals <clears throat> with chronic and ongoing stress in particular, situational stress um, can be fantastic, can help you perform better for an exam or in a performance or um, any kind of, uh, of endeavor that requires you to up it a little bit, right? <clears throat> but usually, there's an end to that and a huh afterwards, right? The problem becomes is when it's ongoing and there's no ah after that. And then what happens is we swim in these, these chemicals, right? They don't have the release. And that's one of the reasons why exercise is such an important uh, way to help you properly manage stress and take the benefits of stress and leave behind the, uh, the damaging components of stress. Exercise gives you a release, a physical release for those chemicals. Keep in mind, a lot of those chemicals, they're designed to put, put uh, energy to your muscular, your, your muscular cells, your muscles, so that you can fight or flee, right? So when we don't have that release, that, that ah part isn't gonna come. So sometimes I know some, um, in some boardrooms, um, they'll have, I've seen in the past where they've had little walking tracks around the board table. And that's important if you're in a particularly stressful meeting. I love my treadmill desk for that if I'm needing to really bring it or under some stress to be able to work on my treadmill um, is fantastic. Making sure that you start every day with some sweaty exercise. Some folks really like to have a twofer at the end of the day or even just make that your time. It's a great time to let off steam that might have accumulated during the day. Um, music is fantastic, probably because it gets me moving. <laughs> music is a great way to tap into energy um, and maybe even help with some of those aspects of stress that we have a hard time verbalizing. That's where like art and music can be really powerful in terms of um, letting go of some of the components of stress that are a little bit harder to, to, um, to talk about. Some of my other favorites that I shared in my newsletter, sleep is really important. 
So sleep, you'll see that <clears throat> babies sleep a lot because they're under stress of growing. After uh, a particular illness or an injury, sometimes our bodies require more sleep. Keep in mind when we sleep, there's a lot of work that happens. That's kind of when the night crew comes out, right? If you think about road construction, you can get a lot done at night. And there are certain chemicals that we release at night that actually help us repair neurological cells, muscle cells, skin cells, all kinds of great tissue cells, help us trim off um, components, memories in the brain maybe that, that, that we don't need to help us really kind of prune the trees up here, so to speak. Sleep is really important um, to make sure that we're allowing time for good quality sleep to occur. Sometimes when people are undergoing stress or grief, sleep becomes really difficult Sometimes sleeping too much, um, as in, you know, just don't want to get out of bed, have no energy. That can be a danger signal also for depression, which um, behooves you to talk to your provider about. Um, sometimes you can't sleep. I know when we lost my brother, I went for about 30 days without sleep until I finally crashed. Um, I didn't know as much back then. I didn't know it was a young thing. But super important whether you feel like you're not getting enough sleep or maybe you're sleeping too much and you don't have energy um it, you know some of these simple self-care remedies aren't aren't cutting the mustard for you it's really important to reach out um making time to allow yourself to practice relaxation is really important relaxation is a skill also right and now th those um those skills of being able to relax and let go in a moment, they're not just something you turn on and off if you don't practice it, right? So sometimes you'll notice that maybe you're driving in traffic. My husband comes home, has to check his blood pressure. Whoo, right? So, um, or some people, headaches, um, back pain uh, is, a, is a frequent, that's the muscular, um, that, tensing and that we don't sometimes we don't really realize it and being able to recognize those early cues those early danger signals that oh we got some we got the alarms going off where we can release it's interesting to me how a physical action uh, can create a physiological and neurological neurochemical response you absolutely can experience um or have the, you know, we talked about the flood of chemicals that are released under stress. You absolutely can diminish that response by learning to relax and let go. And that's a very physical thing that you'll practice. But it's super important to practice that when you're not under stress so that you can recognize those subtle warning signals when you are under stress and, and release them. Some of my favorite things to do to help tune in on that, uh, tune into that progressive relaxation, um, visualization, imagery. Some of my favorite forms of exercise that have been shown to be really helpful, not just to help with things like flexibility, endurance, strength, but also to help harness the power of relaxation. Things like um, yoga. Uh, matter of fact, as a nurse, some of the healthiest, most vibrant, older people, the elderly. Um, have been yogis. That's what turned me on to yoga. I'm no dummy. I see somebody who's doing something right and getting a result that I think I want. I'm going to figure out what they're doing and reverse engineer that. 
so I can take advantage of that. And yogis typically um, have a really good lifestyle in their older years. Qigong is one of my very favorite as a Reiki master and practitioner. Um, I find that Qigong is helpful to help me tap into my inner energy and my outer energy. And I kind of incorporate the two, yoga and Qigong, at least two or three times a week, if not on a daily basis when I'm under a whole lot of stress. Anyway, I hope those tips help for you. And um, if you have questions, um, you know, gosh, feel free. Um, give me a shout. But but please take some time this month to really consider where are the stresses in your life. Oh, that's one more tip I have for you. Mind mapping. Mapping is a powerful tool. I've used it for decades. I teach it to most of my clients, actually, especially when stress is a factor. Because sometimes um, when we're dealing with with high stress kind of situations, sometimes it's so uh, entangled and enmeshed that we can't really tell what's the matter. Just everything's wrong. Everything's on fire, right? Mind mapping or mapping is a technique that allows you to kind of step outside yourself and it involves pen and paper. So you get out a, a pen and paper and just jot down the main prevailing uh, feeling of discomfort that you're experiencing at the moment. So it might be um, stress or anxiety. Maybe my heart's racing. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm anxious all the time. So I'm going to put that in the, in the circle. I'm going to put anxiety and in the center of my paper. And then I'm going to start making these spokes off from there. So I might draw a line and I'm going to ask myself, okay, what are some of the stimuli? What are some of the factors that's playing into that anxiety? Well, I tell you, I'm, I'm anxious about, maybe I'm going to put off here, I'm anxious about my finances. Um, okay, if I was going to carry that out, what about my finances stresses me out? Well, maybe my husband lost his job or I lost my job or my hours were cut or something like that. And, and then the next spoke out from there is going to say, okay, what can I do about it? And allow yourself to subject or objectively brainstorm. I could look for a different job. I could learn how to excel in my in my job I could do anyway just start brainstorming and listing those things out some things you might take them out to a point where you say okay is this in my control can I do anything about it and the answer is no right it might be no I, I really can't um, now keep in mind you don't want you to get caught up in the how can I do that right because sometimes what we need to focus on is on the what. When we're clear on the what, the how, it pops up. And I'll talk more about that in a little bit. So don't put any girdles on your brain in this part. You're just going to ask yourself, is this something in my control or not? What can I do about it? If it's something that's completely out of your control, gosh, I had a girlfriend, her house burned down, um, lost my house, right? Well, actually, even well, maybe there are some things I can do. I need to call the insurance company. I need to reach out to social services. I need to do blah, blah, blah. What can I do about this certain situation? Until you carry it out to the point where, okay, there's nothing more I can do about this. And that's where a really important um, concept comes into play. Once you diagram that out to the point that really there's nothing more you can do, that's where we have to release it and let go of it right? 
to spend a lot of time and energy and thought and worry into things that we have no control over is just going to put a hole in your stomach. It's not going to do you a dang bit of good. It's like you might as well stand in the wind and spit, right? It's not going to do you any good. But somehow writing that out really enables you to say, okay, I need to let that go. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I need to let that go. And really the beauty of this kind of a tool is that it lets you pick out, well, you know what? I can do this, this, and this, and so. And if I can take some of that wasted energy that I'm putting in on here or something I don't have any control over, and instead I'm going to take that energy and I'm going to put it here, holy cow, you can totally change the game in, in any circumstance when you quit spending time on futile efforts and you put that energy into something that's going to move the needle. And it's a huge game changer. I've seen that totally turn things around for people in terms of their health, their finances, their relationship, everything. It's a huge game changer. So mind mapping is actually a really great tool to employ with stress, with stress management. If you have questions, if you want some help, um, if you just want to brainstorm a few things, that's where, you know, gosh, it, it's really great to chat with somebody. Feel free, give me a call. I can give you some tips, some pointers. Um, I, I certainly, I do some coaching as well. Um, but really, truly, my hopefulness is that you'll take some time to really focus in on taking care of you. I promise you, spring cleaning, springtime is a perfect time to do that. And really taking a look at how you deal with stress and where you can Im improve on that will set you up for a fantastic rest of your year and can totally change your life. I believe in you a squillion percent. Make it a great day.